I, I noticed you said two and one, and as a you, professional you video guy, I just want to let you know we we don't say two or one. Why not? It's just a thing we don't do in broadcast. You, you just you just don't. don't. <laughs> I love that actor. I love you, man. Russell. Yeah, he's such a good actor. I forgot I, he was in Supernatural, and he played a character named Woody and Psych, and he was just so good. It's one of those things where I know him first as Russell yeah. from Wayne's World, and so anytime I see him in anything else, because he was like he was the chief of police in Scary Movie, I think. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh, yeah. He was in the first and, one. Yeah. He's and so good in it. He's yeah. He's great. How are you, dude? <laughs> Oh, I am wonderful. And yourself? I'm great. You look great. I'm great. I think it's it's another one of these all things considered. Yeah. I've got I've got it going pretty well right now. Can't complain about that. That's Gorgeous what I'm weather, about, baby. Dude, Gr- great books. This weather? You're talking about this book, correct? The Chums is the great books. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it is a great books. I like that you put the S on it. We have Chums, so it's books. You're keeping yes. it plural. It's, it's yeah. staying in with the, uh, the pluralization. The royal we of the ro- sorts. <laughs> it, dude, I will say, it is a great book. Like, when I, got, when I picked it up beforehand, uh, I don't know, maybe an hour ago, because I didn't read right before. Once we decided we were going to podcast today, I was like, yeah, I'll read the chapter now. I had a big old smile on my face. I was excited. So... In general, with books and and TV shows and movies, I lack the ability to really see something obvious coming. And I think that's why I love movies so much and I get into them is because I, even though I know the formula and I've, yeah. I've studied it, every time it's like, they're not going to get together. No, they <laughs> won't. he won't end up getting the girl. <laughs> And then at the end, I'm just like, oh, my God, he got it. It's beautiful. Yeah. And because you just I watched mean, Fever Pitch. I know you did. No, I haven't. But don't tell oh, me okay. how it ends. I don't want to know <laughs> if they get together or not. But Jesse sniffs these things out. And, like, she'll know at the beginning of a show or something. And yeah. It, I mean, it's especially obvious if I'm showing her a movie that I love where like there's some twist and stuff she'll have predicted it by the middle of the movie and said yeah. something like oh i bet that's the guy that ends up I'm like come on <laughs> <laughs> that's, but my dad's the same way it drives me nuts but this book i feel like for the first time i'm really starting to notice where i, I feel <laughs> like the dialogue in these books should be like anytime they leave a place or, or leave a person that yeah. person should just shout like, oh, hey, don't forget about the foreshadowing. <laughs> it's, like it's finally something that you and I can figure out before it's, it's fully revealed. They're so – with how I would say efficiently these books are written where yeah. there isn't a lot of detail given to things that don't matter. <laughs> when there is a little detail sprinkled in, it's, yeah. it's such, a, such a stumbling block, I feel like, for the narrator that it's just like, well – that's gonna come back around. Oh yeah, it, that detail matters. Yeah, you Unlike, are though, darn tootin', huh? In the in the first book, that flower pot on the windowsill they specifically <laughs> called out, and it never mattered. The old so, flower, it did so matter. Watch Sean, me be there's, wrong. there's watch the me FBI be wrong. bugging. We know that, but the FBI contacted them, and they were like, "Listen, you have to take that flower out of the book." And uh, they were rebellious. They were rebellious. And they said, no, we're not going to do that. We'll remove your storyline, but we're keeping 
that that you know plant on that sill. I hope that in like book fifty nine, the last book, yeah, that flower pot Comes gets back. resolution. Yeah, and it, it like is the key to everything. And they had teased it Sean. out in the very first book. This is what I. This want. is why we have to write the last Hardy Boys book. <laughs> Right? All of these things they've set up. We're going to weave ends. together, baby. We're going to weave them together. It's going to oh, be amazing. It's going to feel so good to read our book. We're, yeah, we're finally going to realize why they always take off their clothing to do things, how deep their pockets actually are. They're going to turn out to be kangaroo people. They're going to be anthropomorphic kangaroos. And Callie already got hit, kicked in the head by a kangaroo, <laughs> kangaroo at some point, I think. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, Lord. We have fun. No, we, we, we have, have fun. fun. Oh. To, to bring out or to call back the the talk about not knowing where a movie's going to go, I just, and you're going to think I'm crazy because everyone thinks I'm crazy because I'm saying this. I just watched Hubie Halloween, the new Adam Sandler movie on Netflix. And okay. It is a, of course, sort of a, a, a Halloween comedy, but there's a little bit of a, a mystery to it. Ooh. What's stalking everybody? Who's killing these people? Sean, it had me guessing to the very end. Wow. I just, when it happened, I was like, so that's who did it. But I feel like everyone else who watched it knew it within the first five seconds. Well, now I'm going to watch it. Watch and it with I Jessie. I'm curious if she could crack the code. We'll both, with time code... Yeah. <laughs> Update our predictions and we'll just see at the very end who had it earliest. Who guessed Hubie Halloween first? I was I was negative. I was even after the reveal. I was so <laughs> like they told you huh? no, there's a twist coming. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen Knives Out? Oh my god, I love Knives Out. That was another one where I thought it was interesting and cool how they sort of revealed it and then yeah. it was an entirely like it wasn't your normal who done it until it was again. Yeah. Yeah. They brought it back. It was is it, is that a, was a an good interesting movie. take on the genre. Yeah, I will say it's my who done it's are Neil Simon who done it's. And I'm of course talking about The Cheap Detective and Murder by Death. Those are my favorite of the who done it's. Okay. So, I I wanted and there is comedy in it, but I wanted more slapstick comedy. I wanted Truman Capote in it. Have you seen Murder by Death? I haven't. Oh, Sean. Or if I have, it's, it. it's been a long time. Yeah. I'm being brought back to the Clue movie right now. Woo and what, child. what an yeah. amazing, like, top 10 movies of all time, the Clue movie. There is a TV show, Sean. It's called Psych. And in Psych, they pay references to things from the 70s and 80s, what they love growing up. And they have one whole episode that pays homage to Clue, and it is fantastic. Okay. I'm gonna have to, you, I've, I've never heard anyone talk about Psych before except you. Yeah, uh, you I'm a You have been about Psych lately with <laughs> Dulé Hill. Isn't he in it? I love Dulé Hill. Yeah. Come on, son. You know I love me some Dulé. But you're the only other person I know besides Keith Mees who knows who Dulé Hill is. No one watches Ballers. No one watches Psych. Or, you know, in our friend group. Yeah, that's true. So you're the West only person Wing, who watched West Wing. Yeah. Well, I don't know anyone else who watched the West, West Wing. There is a reunion of sorts coming up of the West Wing. Ooh. As an encouragement for people to get out and vote. Is um, this like a Quibi special? Uh, no. Okay. But... Is it actually going to be 
a reunion, like on YouTube, like a face thing. <laughs> a face thing? Yeah, like one of them face things. One of them face zooms. Uh, I don't. I don't know the format. They were they were teasing it out last night um, on the Colbert show, Ooh. but we'll f- we'll find out. Did they say Sorkin's going to be on it? Yeah. Yes, I watch it. I haven't seen The West Wing, but I love Aaron Sorkin. That man, for as beautiful as he can write, he uh, he is interesting to listen to while he speaks. I think you would really like The West Wing. I think the storytelling's great. I think the only thing that'll drive you crazy is the same thing that drives me crazy and the number of shots uh-uh. that are out of focus. Oh. It's bonkers, but they yeah. have like cuz there's a lot of conversations and when they cut back and forth there's so many where like the shoulder is in focus and the face <laughs> is blurry and it's I'm watching it and I'm like, "Oh, just just crank just, it a little bit. Just overly overly sharpen it." I'm fine with that. Just have or just them just fake it. Yeah. Just do it in post. Who cares? It's going to make the image look <laughs> disgusting. Bless you. Uh, thank you. By the way, Sean really didn't sneeze there. This is our new sound effects board. <laughs> it's the only one we have loaded right now. We, we don't want to overuse it. but So there's the one. That's some high quality sound, too. Where did you get that sneeze, by the way? Uh, China. 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 <laughs> beautiful beautifully done <laughs> oh, i love it oh, that's a joke that's gonna go unseen because people are just listening and not watching i mean i could post the video of this yeah you could but you know i mean i look fantastic do you look so good I mean, i'm I, sorry my let's reiterate. shot looks fantastic i personally look like a disheveled shell of a man oh so that's what disheveled looks like i don't know Good I might Lord, be it looks spare. great on you it might be a spare man there's <laughs> another, well let's get into it because there's something right away in the second sentence that is is on on does it lead here. back to the to the spare baby it does um I might have but let's that. get into it oh my god oh no I accidentally went to a different chapter title, and it's the greatest title ever. I oh, can't don't tell wait. me. I'm not going to. I wish I didn't see it. Chapter, chapter three. three faces, faces in, the, in fog. the fog. I like that we both did fog like that. Fog. Is there another way to do fog? Fog. We went uh, fog. Yeah, that's the right we, way. Uh, more, uh, more southern. We mm. we did it very southern. Like foghorn long. Like, <laughs> Log, foghorn, longhorn, fag wall, wall, <laughs> horn, longhorn, fog wall. <laughs> what is that man's name? Longhorn, fog foghorn, wall. leghorn, foghorn, leghorn, fogwell, <laughs> fogwell, fogwell, baggins. Fog, Final answer. Fog. Did you say foglorn? Foglorn baggins. Foghorn, leghorn. Yeah, that sounds right. That yeah. Well, I had to look it up. What what does that mean? Foghorn Leghorn. I do, think I, you know. I don't like that name one bit. I do not like that <laughs> name one bit. Um, the door clicked shut behind the Hardys and the speaker were oh, I guess we should stop for a second. Oh yeah. When we last up. left them. Thank you, Sean. The boys uh, were coming into Mr. French's costume shop to get their costumes for the costume party at Callie Shaw's and uh, as they walked in there were two guys sort of threatening 
Mr. French. Ooh. And one of them had just said, you're in it now, French. Don't you forget it. Then they walk in. So the door clicked shut behind the Hardys and the speaker whirled. <laughs> he was a slight man. <laughs> With okay. gray hair, uh, pale skin, and small you, dark eyes. What do you think this world looked like? Is this like a disco world? Like, oh, there's see definitely that a world? flourish. Something dancing in the dancing queen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's got music dance. that plays. <laughs> yeah. This doesn't even come out for another 20 years, folks. He's it's, the ABBA man. It's definitely got a flourish. I wouldn't be surprised if he just let a little glitter go as he went around. <laughs> Oh, hello. <laughs> Rip Taylor. Confetti. Yeah. Oh, man. I like that. But keep keep going. He was a well, slight man. He's a slight man, which I don't really know what that means other than, like, he's slightly man. Um, I, again, slight man, spare man. I haven't heard these terms to describe someone's physical appearance. Can I be a uh, spare man and you be the slight man? I don't know which is worse, so fine. Okay, sweet. Um, but then the other part I here. I feel like the spare with, man means I'm just not the best at bowling, but I'm better on my second roll. Like, <laughs> I my, clean my it up every time. My first approach at life isn't always the best, but I learn from it, and I, I pull through. I pull through, Sean. And by slight man, I suppose that means that. You're uh, a magician. It's, it's either sleight of hand. Oh, yeah. we've got a lot to learn about <laughs> magicians in this chapter. I can't I'm wait. glad you I brought that wait. up. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> what is a magician in the 1960s? <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot of unanswered questions. Yeah, all my underlines of this book. Oh. Uh, but um, a slight but man. A slight man with gray hair, pale skin, and small dark eyes. <laughs> it gave me pause to wonder what does small eyes look i don't know anyone the i feel like there's eyes. some people who have slightly larger eyes yeah but i don't know anyone with small eyes and i See, i can't Im i'm picturing some weird like stuffed animal toy with like just tiny marbles <laughs> as eyes <laughs> that's so when you say small eye i i know people in the the term i guess nowadays is they have beady eyes which means you know the actual blacks the pupils in the eyes are very small but yeah when they say small eyes i wonder if they mean the whole eye itself or the yeah, iris or, or the or pupil if they're squinting or the, yeah could it be uh sort of yeah the the clint eastwood of eyes yeah that, that would be small eyes but as it stands, I just have to assume that they're these small black dots on their face. <laughs> yeah. and, and when he, he whirls around, the boys are like, ah! <laughs> yeah. Oh, what happened to your eyes? <laughs> they just look like it's le legitimately like a belly button. It's like he has two yeah. belly buttons, <laughs> but just real deep With a belly watermelon buttons. seed in each yeah. of them. <laughs> and all they could think is, thank God they're not Audis. <laughs> <laughs> he whirls around, yeah, whoa, small dark eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh goodness what a terrible picture to paint sean yeah we're, we're, well there's <laughs> chapter art yeah oh no <laughs> scare the people uh, scared the boys it is halloween season yes 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 his brow oh yeah i was gonna say but it turns give us the next description because these beady eyes all of a sudden are less frightening his brow was furrowed in a deep scowl okay which yeah. i thought a scowl was on your mouth but unless he also has a mouth mm. on his brow that's scowling <laughs> oh, God. this, this is just God. turning he into is a just a human picasso painting <laughs> <laughs> 
they actually they look at the wall and there's a painting that before had a portrait in it now it's gone and they realize it's this man it's a wanted poster with the picasso (laughs) painting like i think i saw the guy (laughs) (laughs) the the artist got fired because everyone thought he was doing a bad job (laughs) i told you (laughs) (sighs) hello there oh sorry but in a flash he assumed a genial smile. Ooh, okay, there he is. He, he turned it around. Hello there. You startled me. I don't know what his voice sounds I like. I like that voice, though. You're doing Well, normally nice. they give us some sort of like in a thick, gravelly voice or something. But yeah, how would we you just describe get to make that it up one? Here. Uh, a thick, gravelly voice? No, how would you describe the voice you just did? Hello uh, there. Like a southern Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, okay. I was thinking Pee Wee too. Yeah. My man. Now Hello there. You startled me. <laughs> God, I'm just picturing this like weird man with tiny beady eyes and a mouth <laughs> on his forehead. Hello there. You startled me. <laughs> oh, we're getting Paul Rubens to do this. Let's hire him on cameo. <laughs> <laughs> Will you put a mouth on your forehead? Actually, we'll take care of it in post. Yeah. Or we could do the thing where you put the eyeballs on your forehead and then you hang upside down. Like you a really elaborate. Yeah. Just okay, do I that gotcha. uh, elaborate request. His brow was furrowed in a deep scowl, but in a flash he assumed a genial smile. Hello there, you startled me. I didn't hear you come in. His companion was short and darkly tanned, with almost white blonde hair and all real words describing him. <laughs> So, I don't want to go line by line through this conversation unless you have something that's that's resonating with you. No, but I mean, there. It, it's, it's your standard awkward, like, oh, we're just old friends, right? French, yeah. And French yeah. is like, yeah. Uh, and French is friend. just standing there, like he just had a stroke or something's wrong with him. His descriptions are off. But I love that Frank just comes in and just. Sorry to interrupt, but we've come for our costumes. So they did put them on order. You were right earlier. Which I'm relieved by. I was too. Yeah, I didn't want them to be like, hey, you got any costumes? Yeah, what do you got in the shop? Uh, So the two costumes, so uh, I'll get their costumes. And he hurried into the back room. Um, And the the two guys are saying like, hey, you guys are going to a party, eh? (laughs) sorry going to a party eh (laughs) where will the festivities be held inquired the other at a friend's house frank replied evasively of course (laughs) the the man gave a hard look which is you know when fievel goes west the lazy eye yeah that's what a hard look is to me just <laughs> what is Who's the voice like? Give him the. I can't do the voice. Give him hey, the oh, lazy, lazy eye. eye. <laughs> <laughs> this is. You know what they're doing here. They're just looking for that pity invite. Like, okay, so it's going to be at a friend's house? Does this friend have an address? We have costumes. We're in a costume <laughs> shop with our old friend French. <laughs> This gun uh, is a rubber gun. This mustache is taped on. I am dressed <laughs> for the costume party. Lead us to the festivities. <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you take your mustache off if it's taped on? That would 
be against the number one rule of costume wearing. <laughs> For it, well, we're I'm getting ahead of ourselves. We'll come back to that. Uh, but first, Frank's costume. Mr. French returned with two, <laughs> two cardboard boxes. He opened one and took out a hairy-skinned gorilla costume. Yes. Its ferocious head was a rubber mask to fit over Frank's head. And I thought, that's nice of them to explain how masks work. <laughs> There's a lot of strange things with masks in this like, chapter. Oh, that's the where, detail you decided well, to give us? Later on, they'll even try and describe a mask differently they try to use a different word than mask and it just comes off as insane it's yeah. scary it's yeah. it's awful um so uh so frank's got the gorilla yeah and now then we are just we're begging to find out what joe is yeah well first the guys the bad guys leave um sorry the slight man ah, uh, yes and his dark friend leave with a with a small box. Oh, I wonder what they got. Yeah, don't forget your foreshadowing, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> Is my suit ready too, Mr. French? Joe asked after the men had passed from sight. Do you see it middle of 19? Oh, God. Yeah, okay. Yes! The magician's outfit. <laughs> Which, Bing, as I, here it is. <laughs> you know he did magic with that. He's like, yes, the, magi the magician's outfit. And he had this little curtain and he pulled back out of nowhere. Puff and of now smoke. it's in his hand. Yeah. Here it is. But as I, before they get into it, I was like, isn't a magician's outfit just a suit and like a wand? Well, yeah, I imagined it was like the Fantasia Mickey Mouse costume where you have okay. that Dumbledore hat. Okay, more of a wizard. Actual... Yeah, I did. I imagined more of a wizard than a magician. Um, but man, are we both chains. wrong? It was just chains like David Copperfield or <laughs> Harry Houdini. Did Copperfield use chains? Maybe it was Houdini only. Or I'm David Blaine. Too... There's just the, a bunch of the balloons. Blaine. Or the Chris Angel. He freaks my mind. Yeah. Uh, but we are wrong. The shopkeeper opened the box and held up a rubber mask with a long nose, sinister slanting <laughs> eyes, black mustache, and a goatee. <laughs> the goatee ties it all together. <laughs> Joe looked at it for a moment with approval, then returned it to the box. <laughs> that's, that's, that's my favorite thing. This is like... You know what, like Dairy Queen, when you get a concrete or a blizzard, they take it and they turn it upside down and then they give it to you like, here, it yeah. holds upside down. I See feel like he did that. With, yeah, he did that with the mask where he like holds it out. He stroked the goatee and he was like, <laughs> yes, I approve. <laughs> like someone letting you smell a wine cork before they yeah. pour you a glass. Like, Would you like to sniff the goatee? Hmm. <laughs> That'll be fine. <laughs> so why the goatee? Well, if you didn't have the goatee, it would look like a witch's mask. Ah, so the goatee uh, distinguishes the witch from the magician. Yes, thank you. <laughs> we have to look into 1950s magician outfits and see if this is actually a thing. Or watch, the... watch like a Google image search. Just that's all this exact thing. Because this seems more like, what is it? The Guy Fox ma mask? Yeah, the Guy Fox mask. Yeah, that's that's what this sounds like. Not a magician, but like yeah. this sinister, <laughs> evil, slanting-eyed thing. Uh, You're actually right with that. It does sound more like a, a Guy Fox mask. Was Guy Fox a, mu a magician? No, 
No. He he was an anarchist. What's the difference? <laughs> <laughs> Amen, brother. Amen. <laughs> What are you? A magician fighting the government since 1938. <laughs> Making oppression disappear. You see this politician? <laughs> He's gone! <laughs> you see, see this, this elephant? See this store window? <laughs> gone. That's why they always work with elephants and donkeys. They were telling us all along. Okay, they were looking at political parties, okay? That's good. That's smart. Did we just found I feel like we're about to go down like a Jim Carrey number 23 or a national treasure moment on magicians. We're going to start researching them, finding out which ones had goatees, you know, which ones were politically charged. Yeah. And then gonna I'm going to find awesome. out my father's been a sleeper cell for it's just, <laughs> oh, my God. It's all I want the bulletin board with the red yarn everywhere. <laughs> yeah. No, it can't be. And then all of a sudden just a wisp of smoke behind you. Hello, Sean. And there's your dad <laughs> with the goatee. <laughs> and his with nose tiny, is really long and beady. With, <laughs> with tiny black eyes. <laughs> um, so in, in uh, we'll bring the costumes back tomorrow and the brothers left the shop. And then in Hardy Boys fashion, Frank says something queer was going on in there. I think that gray-haired fellow was threatening Mr. French. Old friend's my foot. Did you notice how Mr. French tried to cover it up? And this was one of those like, yes, boys, <laughs> you clearly walked into a shakedown. Yeah. <laughs> the answer here is like, hey, we should go back right now and ask Mr. French what happened because we clearly heard them articulate a threat. The but most cliche of threats. What, what they say, as Frank says... Maybe he didn't dare do anything else. He looks scared to me. Let's ask him about it tomorrow. He might be in, he might be in some kind of trouble. He's alone right now. Like, that's, that's not a good time to talk to him. Yeah. He's all the way back. He's all the way right They're there. They're going to come back tonight and, you know, put the herd on him. But well, no. actually, they're in a bit of a hurry. Oh, why is that, Sean? Because, uh, hey, I have an idea. Let's put our masks on and give Mother and Aunt Gertrude a surprise. Yes! I'm so happy Gertrude's back. And then my favorite line of the chapter, I think, is Frank chuckled. <laughs> I'll ask what's new at the zoo. <laughs> <laughs> Got him! Got him! <laughs> I oh, imagine Frank. this took them ten minutes to get to You're... catch their breath again. <laughs> Gertrude just like, you're such a charmer, Frank. You're such a charmer. You must drive the ladies wild. I'm going to be a comedian magician. Uh, but that is not what happened. Here's our, our mask description here. You ready for this? Go ahead. The brothers pulled the false faces over their heads and went to the front door. What a weird description, right? They're false faces? I yeah, don't know. This, Maybe this I was is just more really... of a Mission Impossible thing. Yes, that's how I took it. Uh, so, as Joe, and I was kind of confused about this. As Joe pressed the doorbell, chimes sounded within. The boys thrust their faces forward. What does that mean? <laughs> what are they bang doing? their heads on the door? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are they trying to catch a scent? <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. 
It's a thick door. You know, we door. get worked up. <laughs> Maybe uh, the doorbell pause, wasn't working. They had to knock. What's that? The doorbell wasn't working, and they had to knock, and they didn't want to hurt their hands. They're, they have, you know, feeble wrists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were already so beat up from the motorcycle ride. That, that'll happen. Carpal tunnel. After a pause, the door was opened by a tall, thin woman whose <laughs> angular frame froze momentarily to stiff attention. Her mouth opened and closed twice. <laughs> and on the third try, her voice succeeded. Sorry, I was chewing imaginary gum. <laughs> <laughs> You're repulsive. Go away. She cried and slammed the door. Nice. Nice. What? No. Yeah, I, yeah. What part of you, Halloween or not, if there's a gorilla animate, like two <laughs> unrelated characters at the screen, even if, let's say there was a live gorilla, this is not how you would react to a live, actual gorilla. You wouldn't scream, you're repulsive, and go away. If there was a magician at the door, you would not scream that. But these are clearly masks made in the 1960s. Which, as I understand it, the 1960s, not known for its... It wasn't no, a golden age of mask they, realism. They were, they were called Don... Or there was Don Post who made them, and they were called Don Post masks, and you ordered them out of a catalog. And they just look like cartoon characters. Like, by nowadays, they're kind of scary, and people are using them as, like, vintage horror masks. It's like a retro horror masks. movie type yeah. of thing. Yeah, I get and it. And they're very popular now, but they were never scary. They were just silly looking. Yeah, now they're silly. Be now they're scary because they're associated with like a sociopath. Exactly. Yeah, but it's at the so time, childish and weird. Why would an adult wear this? Yeah. Um, so slammed the door. Then the brothers burst into laughter. Poor Aunt Gertrude. It isn't often we can fool Dad's smart sister. <laughs> and here's so there, there's two things happening right now. One is I don't think you fooled her. And if so, she's really stupid. Okay, yeah. I was going to say, I think that's ironic because it comes back later where I'm just like, okay, they were definitely being ironic. It was more like, you know, it isn't often we can fool dad's <laughs> smart sister. <laughs> <laughs> just trolling her. <laughs> yeah, like a little Mario laugh. But here's, here's the next part that I really struggled with. I, I yes. read a few times. So the door opened again, revealing a handsome man with the build of an athlete. Nice. What's going? Then he began to laugh. Okay, you nuts. Come in. Frank and Joe ripped off the masks and walked into the living room. Yeah, from the middle, too. <laughs> <laughs> Just ruined them. Good thing we got the insurance. Yeah. That's my magician voice. He finds out he's not really a magician because he can't put the mask back together. So, is this... Is Fenton Hardy there? I, oh, You know what? I just assumed that Fenton was the good-looking athletic man, but you know what? It never mentions Fenton. Not until the bottom of the next page, but when he's suddenly there. But yeah, they never... And so when I first read it, I thought they were talking about Joe. Like, like I thought maybe the gorilla was there the first time, 
And then she opens the door again, and now there's a handsome man with the build of an athlete. And I'm like, is that a magician? Does the magician's costume just like Where a does the magician chest? fit into this story? <laughs> you just want to believe in magic. Uh, but apparently it's the father. Uh, and then so they go in, uh, and they also meet. Uh, these are the these are the masks we're wearing to the masquerade party tonight. Nice. Mrs. Hardy, their slim, attractive mother, smiled. They are realistic. No wonder you were frightened, Gertrude. Uh, they're not realistic, by the <laughs> yeah. way. Even if they were realistic, why is she frightened by the magician and the man in an ape suit? I don't know what the film is, but there, there's like a, a famous old film where there's like a moon and then there's like a rocket that like gets trip stuck to the moon. In, is that what it is? Yeah. Like this iconic clay moon with a face in it, like like a, sort of a mask helmet thing. And then there's like yeah. smash cut to a rocket stuck in it. <laughs> That's the bar right now. Like in, <laughs> yeah, in, yes. in their lives, that is what realistic looks like. You know like. what? You're, you're onto something here because you know that film was actually made by a magician. Really? Yeah. Okay. Man so, with the goatee made that movie. Oh my God! Long nose goatee man. Give me, give me the red together. yarn. Give that, me the red yarn. We're gonna have to rewatch the movie and look for the hidden monkey in the film. Somewhere in there, there is a man in a chimp suit or gorilla. Ch- gorilla. Thank you. Thank okay. you. So it happens to the best of us. Okay, I'm not Jane Goodall. Right. Um, yes. Well, before they sit down for a dinner with uh, very little detail about the dinner for the first time. I think we should take a quick break. Oh, yes. A little sweet ad. And uh, we'll be back in just a second. Shazoo. And with that, the boys took a break. Break. I feel like we don't have that chemistry where we can finish each other's sentences. And because we don't, <laughs> it's extra fun to try. I agree. Yeah. Well, the thing is, we're both wild cards. <laughs> you know this isn't yeah. that like classic goofy guy straight guy comedy yeah, it's team. not Abbott and costello it's both it's costello sort of and a costello. mix of yeah exactly and it's uh it's not easy to either set us up or finish us off <laughs> <laughs> just very fun to listen to that's all we know i agree which is why we now have i checked the stats 10 billion listeners 10 billion yeah i'm a little upset i mean the amount of people there are you know in the world we should be hitting Netflix numbers, man. I think we are. Are we? Ten billion. I mean, I, ha- I haven't uh, checked, it seems but like I assume. Chump change. I just talked about fifteen billion people yesterday. You just. <laughs> 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 what, a, what a fun reference that is. <laughs> yeah. I uh, came across a piece of software uh, called JeopardyLabs.com. You may be familiar. I am not, but I like it's, the title. It's simply a very easy way to make Jeopardy games. And I put one together with a bunch of inside jokes for my family to play on a family Zoom call coming up. That's so cool. But I was like, you know what we should do? We should do a Hardy and Sons live stream Jeopardy style Hardy Boys trivia game. Oh, yeah. And put our listeners, uh, let two or three people nominate themselves. Yeah. And, and pit them against their, each other. Yeah, test test yeah. their hardy history. Oh yeah. Um, 
put in put in some clues about some some chums, some comparisons between the old and the new. There's a I lot of potential this. here. So I love. This. I'll say this: if there are three people who will do this, go to our website, fill out the form saying that you want to uh, to participate. participate. And uh, it's HardyandSonsPodcast.com. And if three people are willing, um, I will then take the time to build the game. Oh my um, god! And I will. I'll try to do a full Jeopardy, like two two full rounds with a full board yeah. and a final Jeopardy question. Yeah, yeah. Um, should, but I'm, if we have more than three, I'll happily do. Uh, we, we can have more than three, so don't feel like you're edging somebody out. But yeah, if only two people say they're in, I'm not going to go through the trouble of making. 50 questions i'll tell you this if, if only two people say they're in i'm the third this is okay. happening i love this idea okay i love this idea so much so check out hardyandsonspodcast.com and fill out the form on the homepage saying hey i'm interested in a game show hardy party it's like jeopardy but i actually hardy, i, I really dig that hardy pretty yeah. This is <laughs> hard, hard, This is the best say idea I've again. had in the last few minutes. Hardipity? Did you say? How did you say it? Hardipity? Hardipity? Hardipendus? 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 Which they are, but that somehow they and, magically turn soft in your mouth. I feel like there's also potential here now that you bring it up for a Hardy and Sons flavor Dippin' Dots. Harden dot which wait, I think would be what's the Hagen Doss? Hagen Doss. There's I don't know if there's anything there. There is Harden Dogs. There is. We'll figure it out <laughs> off podcast. <laughs> yeah. um, but if there was a Hardy uh, Hardy Boys Hardy and Sons Dip and Dots flavor, I think it would have to be chicken dinner. <laughs> Good segue. Thank you. <laughs> Good segue. Mrs. That would be Hardy. the grossest ice cream flavor, and we're going to collaborate with Dippin' Dots. We have big ideas. When Mrs. Hardy was mollified, the family set down to a delicious chicken dinner. Uh, and they told their parents about the, the collision, the near collision, and talking to Chief Colleague about the shanty town. Um, and go ahead. You struggling there, buddy? The, 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 the oh, chicken no. Dinner, the chicken dinner did the dots. <laughs> I, I just I love it so much, but I'm good now. I was writing it down because I didn't want to forget it, and I saw it again, and it made me laugh. Sorry. I mean, I'm we'll good. shoot a couple emails. I'm, I'm composed. Let me find it. Okay. Okay, hang on. Hang on. It's just chicken noodle soup broth. It's just a slushy of chicken oh, noodle soup. I have to Lamaze breathe through this one. I think this is the hardest I've ever laughed at the dumbest joke ever made. Oh. Um I I may have <laughs> the means to bring this to life. Sean, please. I gotta be a part of that. <laughs> I have to be a part of this. You let me uh, know what you need from me. You yeah. let me know how to make this happen. 
<laughs> yeah, if, I'm going to send not, a, a couple emails this, after this. It's the greatest mock video of a Dippin' Dots commercial ever. <laughs> ever. The, the chicken dinner flavor. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's too good. It's too good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push you every second of every day to make this happen. I'm going to send a text right after this. I've got I've got a guy. You got a Dippin' Dots guy. <laughs> it's so great. Um, so they, they have this. Uh, Gertrude doesn't want them taking on this dangerous case. She doesn't like uh, she doesn't like it in the least. Two young no. boys among those roughnecks in Shantytown. Uh, to which their mother says, Frank and Joe know how to take care of themselves. Don't worry. My kind of parenting. Oh, yeah. This struck me. Um, I, I I try not to get political. Yeah. Um, but Donald Trump is an idiot. Um, <laughs> and, oh, yeah. And oh, there's yeah. been an argument lately because he obviously got COVID-19. Obviously. Yeah. Because he takes no precautions. Um, and they there's been an argument after he's gotten it. I saw an ad for him that says now that he has caught covid he has hands-on experience with how to deal with the virus awesome which, which is the awesome dumbest argument you could ever say especially yeah. with how objectively poorly he has flouted every <laughs> guideline in both preparing to avoid it and dealing with it once he has it and following protocols afterwards listen but, listen i found the cure that's good. It's hearty and sun-flavored chicken dinner dipping dots. <laughs> it's the vaccine. It's the vaccine. It we are doing terrible. Trump accents right yeah, now. We've got it. But continue. Also available yeah. in our accent workshop. <laughs> available on sale for $99.99. You were going somewhere. You were going somewhere with the, so the anecdote. This idea of because Trump had COVID that he is now an expert in dealing with it yeah makes me think as as mrs hardy says frank and joe know how to take care of themselves i feel like the subtext is after all they've been kidnapped so many times now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're, they're practically experts <laughs> these boys Fenton. know how to be kidnapped they've done Fenton. it a hundred times Fenton just goes Honey, from the other room, they learn from the best as two men are tying him up and they're just hitting him on the head just multiple just, times. And his as brown the rolled up carpet goes it. out the door. <laughs> See you boys in a week. <laughs> Look for my secret mark on the letters. Yes, yes. It's not going to be there. <laughs> Send chicken flavored Dippin' Dots. His pockets yeah. filled with them. That's oh, just Lord. such a normal occurrence at the Hardy household. Of like, oh, You're, hang yeah. on, your your father's being kidnapped. <laughs> <laughs> just everybody, look out, <laughs> Frank. You'll have to do the dishes. Your father's being kidnapped. Yeah. Would you bring him back by dinner time? We do, we've got a lot of interrogating to do. Could we? How about twelve? He's okay. just like a child. They're just like negotiating about what time is his <laughs> it's curfew. It's a kidnap play date. It's a Friday night, <laughs> Mrs. Hardy. <laughs> we don't want to be working late neither. <laughs> oh, uh, so then, the, then they get a little bit of trouble about um, the girls hosting the party and like, oh, 
Oh, I suppose you, Joe, won't look for Iola Morton as soon as you get there, says his father. Got him. And the brothers grinned at the mention of the two girls they liked best. Yeah, this is a Shaw Morton hack and slash, dude. They're Production. throwing it together. Yeah, this yeah. is this is not just a single party, but a uh, a, a two person party. Uh, by two individuals. Oh my god, I literally forgot about this next line while we made all those jokes that we made. But yeah, Callie and Ioli are giving the party together. Frank explained. That reminds me, Joe. We're supposed to pick up the ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I also totally forgot about this, but that is fantastic. I mean, that's just that's just a reminder to you, Sean. Make the yep. Dippin' Dots call. Oh, and I actually Make made a note about ice cream toward the end of this chapter, uh, to which we are arriving at pretty I, quickly. I'm not going to lie, Sean, so did I, and I'm very happy I'm, with mine. I'm guessing we have like, the same note. It's it's pretty outrageous, so I hope we do. We'll yeah. say it at the same time. <laughs> uh, a short time later, as Frank and Joe stepped from the house, they noted that the gray leaden sky yeah. overhead. They noted the gray leaden sky overhead. Looks as if that fog bank has moved in from the bay, Joe commented. It'll be thick downtown. Nice. I like that. Yeah. T-H-I-C-C. <laughs> That's a very private eye thing to say. Like, that was kind of pulpy. It's going to be real thick down there. <laughs> you see? I'm Peter Falk. It's going to be thick. That wasn't a good Peter Falk, but that was I a good tried. Donald Trump. Thank you, thank you. That's all I got. <laughs> uh, so they stow their costumes in the carrier behind Frank's motorcycle, and they set off for the center of Bayport. Um, it's so foggy that they're having to slow down to a cautious pace. Uh, and at last, the boys maneuvered to a stop in Milton Place, just off Main Street. And through the fog and gathering dusk, vague lights could be seen in the big brick building on the opposite corner. They're working overtime at the bank. (laughs) 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 I just just really liked that accent. Thank you. I don't know what it was. Joe pointed out and grinned. Count the extra money they took during the evening hours. It's like a, a... <laughs> a tomboy female in an old western movie explaining yeah. something to a kid. Yeah, they're working overtime at the bank. <laughs> it's all about talking out of the side of your mouth. I even turned my head to the side to make sure I projected it the right way into the microphone. I have a side address microphone. It was made for this. Oh, you dog. You know nice. what I realized? It's almost an Alan Alda. Hey, how are you, Alan Alda? Okay, yeah, I hear it. Yeah, I hear it. it's also him. a little Donald Trumpy. <laughs> Available in our workshop. <laughs> um, but I, I circled that whole thing. Uh, it's just a weird comment for someone to say. They're working overtime yeah. at the bank, Joe pointed out and grinned, counting the extra money they took in during evening hours. That doesn't seem like something. I mean, obviously, this is just clunky foreshadowing. Oh, oh 100%. But what a weird thing to – like. For these detective boys to say something like that, and again, like Mr. French in the costume shop, be like, oh, that was weird, that interaction he had with those two people who were clearly shaking him down. And to also see lights on at the bank and be like, huh, must be counting extra money tonight. (laughs) You're such 
bad detectives. <laughs> the dinguses. They're big old yeah. dinguses. Certified dingai. Two dingais, yeah. Have mercy. Uh, so, of course, they just completely ignore what's going on, and the brothers walked around the corner onto Main Street and entered a soda shop. Minutes later, they emerged, each carrying a two-gallon drum of ice cream packed in dry ice. Wow! I don't this know how many kids are going to be at this party, but Dude, four, four gallons, gallons of, of ice, ice cream. cream is a lot of I ice cream. I know! The whole high school is going to be at this thing. <laughs> well, one gallon's for them, the other one's for the party. Or they got one specifically for Chet. Like, hey, Chet, we got you gallon. <laughs> <laughs> it's our chicken dinner recipe. <laughs> It is legitimately just the chick. A full chicken could fit in a two-gallon drum of ice cream. Um, that's a fact, Jack. Yeah, that and that's how you make it. Oh, is that honestly how you do it? You just put a chicken in a two-gallon drum and cover yeah. it with cream and freeze it. Is this why everyone keeps those drums? Like when they go to Schnooks and they buy the – it's usually what I've seen is a one-gallon drum of ice cream. And then they keep it forever. They just continuously yeah. – so they're just waiting for – the opportunity that they somehow come in possession of a chicken. Yeah, you need a rotisserie chicken. Yes. And yes. some cream. Yes. The brothers, uh, minutes later, okay, so this is the other big detective uh, intuition that we hear from the boys. Oh, yeah. uh, So they emerge, each carrying a two-gallon drum of ice cream packed in dry ice. Wow, this is cold, said Joe as they turned into the alley. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you didn't Joe, it's ice cream. The, the smoke coming off the dry eyes? Because you know He's... his mouth is salivating right now, so it's dripping on the dry eyes. It's almost like an alien's saliva in the film Alien. Really giving that Halloween party vibe with the fog. Yeah, yeah definitely giving that Halloween party vibe. This, this strikes me as Joe just begging for attention and validation from his brother. Just needs something to say that's agreeable, like... Hey, this ice cream sure is cold, huh, Frank? <laughs> yes, Joe. Hey, I bet, I, I bet uh, if I stuck my tongue to it, it wouldn't get stuck. You want to see you me try, me? Joe? Hey, Frank, you want to see me try? Joe, don't, <laughs> don't do that. You dare me? You dare me? Because <laughs> it's melting. Because it's dry ice. <laughs> it's <laughs> His tongue is melting? Just burning off. <laughs> uh, Frank and Joe placed the cylinders in Joe's carrier. Now for the party, Frank grinned where I'll be able to put some physical distance between myself and my younger brother. <laughs> uh, that's why you didn't go, hey, hey, Frank, I thought you were going to be the ma magician's aide. I got you this dress. <laughs> the this gorilla is always dress. the magician's aide. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Okay, awesome. Uh, so here we have, again, that situation. I, I, of... sorry, last thing. Yeah. I feel like... If the Hardy Boys made a, a grown-up version of themselves, like if we did a movie where the Hardy Boys were in their 50s, Joe Hardy would be Adam Sandler. Yeah. You know, I, I would imagine he'd be doing one of these voices just like, hey, hey, Frank, check this out. What is the, uh... oh, man, it's going to drive me crazy. It was from the Adam Sandler albums, The Buffoon. The buffoon. Oh the buffoon. my goodness! The buffoon orders I... at a restaurant. Yeah. The yeah. Uh, hot customer who uh, got the special seasoning on the sauce on the side. Is that... <laughs> Those albums were like, as a kid, a gold mine. Yeah. I remember finding one, and they were all on. Uh, what are they? What are they called? Just cassettes. Yeah. Tape cassettes. 
and you would find it and just be like, oh, because your parents had them and you had to steal it. And man, that was just the the holy grail. Yeah, I chose the, wisely when I the, stole those. The goat, the goat sketch, the talking goat. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's a special place in my heart. All of them, all of them are so good. There's one about a, a song about a man named Mr. Pibb that I also very much enjoy. Or he's like yeah, the I'm mayor to, of. of I'm gonna Cape have to Town. go back and and refresh myself. I do too. I'm gonna have to buy that uh, discography. Um. So this was the thing I talked about in the beginning where, like, when they're leaving someplace, somebody should shout, like, oh, hey, uh, don't forget about that foreshadowing. Yeah. <laughs> and Joe should say this, but after he had talked about the overtime at the bank thing, like, oh, hey, before we go to the party, we should remember to deal with that foreshadowing from a moment ago. Yeah. Uh, because suddenly they heard a harsh grating noise and looked down the narrow street to see a heavy side door swing open in the bank building. There was a clatter of footsteps on concrete, and four men hurried from inside carrying white sacks. Their faces looked like those of hideous beasts. I, th I thought they were legitimately going to think these were like some creatures that <laughs> came from a different dimension. Look like out, Frank! Were werewolves! <laughs> <laughs> They're whales! What's a whale? I don't know! They pull out their swords, and all of a sudden this becomes a sword and sorcerer style film. <laughs> Why do you have a sword? Why do you have a sword? <laughs> Why do we both have beards? <laughs> this was just a goatee at first. For an, <laughs> for an I thought instant. you were a magician. <laughs> I guess I'm a wizard now. I've upgraded. For an instant, the Hardys stood paralyzed with surprise until Frank cried out, It's a bank robbery! I imagine that's how it was. They were just frozen, like the end sequence of a police squad television episode. They just froze themselves as the world moved around them. And as, the, then as the bank robbers got away scot-free, yeah. <laughs> they just froze there. <laughs> like a glitch in their matrix. Um, this is another thing. Like Their faces looked like those of hideous beasts. Now, I know that that's the narrator. Oh, yeah. But... It's projected onto the boys, and this takes me back to Gertrude of, like, how are you guys so easily fooled by what have to be super obvious costumes? <laughs> like, their faces were all covered by masks of animals. Yeah. Not, not, oh, my God, these hideous beasts robbed a bank. <laughs> what did they call masks before? Face? False faces. False faces, yeah. They're hideous, false face beasts. In a split second... The men dived into a waiting sedan. Its powerful engine roared as the getaway car moved down Milton Place through the mist. A bank custodian raced out and fired his revolver at one of the car's tires, but missed. So what'd he hit? I don't know. Probably of some woman. Yeah, <laughs> I got the same thing. Uh, Passersby. <laughs> uh and then the, the last line of the chapter. What's the logical thing to say after someone's firing a gun off at somebody, Sean? I don't know, David. What is it? Let's tail them, Joe. <laughs> Get in front of these bullets. <laughs> Let's tail them, Joe, cried Frank, leaping onto his motorcycle. End of chapter. Yes. What is your note here? So... You know, I'm, of course, thinking of the ice cream and where it went. And I'm, of course, thinking of the flavors. I'm thinking, you know, this is this is the 50s or the 60s. 
there's only three flavors. You got chocolate, you got vanilla, you got strawberry. So I, I'm guessing the party got a vanilla and a chocolate. Anyways, later on in the story, I believe in the next chapter, as they're chasing down these bank robbers, I think Joe's going to get shot. And I think he's just going to start oozing out pink, you know, liquid from his chest. And Frank is going to be like, oh, my God, Joe. And, and Joe's going to be like, I'm, I'm so cold. <laughs> <laughs> and Frank's going to put his hand like, oh, my God, you're so sticky. And then, uh, you know, Frank's or Joe's going to reach in and, and lick it and just be like strawberry. And then he opens his pocket and it turns out Joe stole a two-gallon thing of strawberry ice cream. So like I said, I don't think that we are on the same wavelength here. See, I think the the edit I would make to yours is because they're so stupid, Frank would touch the the bullet hole and the (laughs) ice cream tasted as strawberry and then still like close Joe's (laughs) eyes with his hand. He's like, strawberry, sleep well, my prince. This man yeah, bleeds strawberry. Frank, he's, not, he's not dead, man. <laughs> it's because he's so fresh. It's because you're so sweet. Stop closing my eyes. No, my eyes are getting sticky. <laughs> just put strawberry ice cream in my eye. <laughs> right, my note was just, what about the ice cream? You just yeah. Take, why don't you out. run the ice cream to the party and then chase the bank robbers? I could also see Frank scooping out. He reaches in his pockets. He has two pockets, and he pulls out the two two-gallon jugs, and he scoops both of them and throws them on Joe's chest, and he just goes, Neapolitan, because that's the flavor of all three, and Neapolitan. Oh, I got, I'm there. I understand. Yeah, there he is. There that's he good. Is. Yeah, that's good. I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> a, good, <sighs> a lot of ice cream humor in this episode. Yeah. This was a cold episode, Sean. Ooh. You a cold sun gun. <laughs> uh, I scream, you scream, we all scream because Joe was shot by the bank clerk. <laughs> oh, man. Which, by don't... the way, also can't be protocol for a bank clerk to just open fire at a sedan. Yeah. In the, in the middle of Main Street. <laughs> or I guess it's technically Milton Place. Sorry. Look at you. I knew you would remember the street. I you already know forgot. I would, baby. Yeah, that's just, yeah, that's what you're good at. You know, it's. Uh... There's definitely going to be a Jeopardy category of geographic uh, relativity. Ooh. You're going to kill that. I'm excited to see these questions that you come up with. Uh, it's going to, I mean, you're going to have to earn it. Yeah, I don't doubt that. And I'm happy because the last time we did Hardy Trivia, I gave away like the answer of one of the questions that was, I guess, two questions. Away. No, it was the immediate question afterwards. Oh, I yeah. was like, oh, yeah, it's like that one time the Hardys did this. And you go, and that's the answer to the next question. <laughs> uh, I, I, I do think that now, now that I'm thinking about it, you should absolutely be a participant. Yeah, and I would love to be a participant. Are you kidding me? Because I would, I would argue that while you are – tied for the most experienced person with these first four books yeah i would guess that some of our listeners may have retained some of the details better than you have (laughs) yeah i don't doubt that one bit (laughs) and so maybe maybe we do it (laughs) this is the test if someone beats you then they are entitled to a t-shirt 
Ooh. We, we provide them with a Hardy and Sons okay. t-shirt of their I, choosing. So we actually have a, a prize. Yeah, the That's stakes. Cool. We've got stakes now. So I'm the returning winner, you know? I, yeah. I was voted second best host of all time. That's a fact, Jack. Yeah, and if somebody wants to take on the second best host yeah. in Hardy Boys Trivia, <laughs> head over to hardyandsonspodcast.com and fill out the form. Beautiful. I think I already know uh, we will get two people and the show will happen. I'm very excited to be a contestant on it. I look forward to whooping any of these fools that try to beat me. You know, I'm going to say I, there's two people I expect, although one of them might not. But anyone else, I'm very interested to see who would be uh, willing to, to step up. Because like, I think Kamish could be good. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping we get a commission there. I, I, hope he, I hope he gets in. But somebody like uh, my cousin Kelsey or Irene, yeah. they also listen. They've been, they've been around. If, if Peter, who has sent us some books, yeah. Peter wants to get involved, he's clearly read them and has a familiarity with the subject material outside of our podcast. Yeah. Uh, this, could be, this could be a showdown. Clash of the Titans. Yeah, it wouldn't be a bore. It would not be a bore. This would be a showdown of the hideous beasts. <laughs> yeah. A, okay, yeah. Of I like an that. actual gorilla on our doorstep. <laughs> Is my relentless eye contact into the camera giving you, uh, is it making you uncomfortable? No, I actually really like it. Okay. It's really awesome because I'm looking at you, Mm -hmm. but to you, I'm not looking at you because the camera is actually there and this is probably looking at you, right? Yeah. Yeah. That feels very natural. Yeah. But see, I'm making eye contact with you on your screen, but it doesn't look like I'm looking at you, you know? Yeah. You can't, you keep looking behind you. You keep thinking there's someone behind you. You know, I keep watching you turn around, and there's no one there. No. <laughs> hey, last thing. When we yeah. video chat like this, can we just make a pact that if either of us see someone sneaking up behind the other on their webcam, we'll sort of just interrupt whatever we're doing on the podcast and inform the other person, like, hey, David, there's someone climbing in that window behind you. Just thought you should know. Yes, I agree with that. Okay. And, and if I'm you see someone lie. come out of this closet door behind me, now I'm a give little... a little heads up. I'm a little nervous that there is someone behind me since you said there that. There was earlier, but you were but in the middle now? of a really funny bit, and they left. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Thank God. <laughs> thank <Phew>. God. <laughs> yeah. I, I – uh, you know, when you're, when you're dealing <laughs> – <laughs> when you're dealing with ice cream – Yes, David? When you're dealing with ice cream, you got to keep it – cool <laughs> so, i've spent so long on this i just have nothing you gotta keep it cool this is literally and, the, one of the easiest rhymes it, it is but it's like i'm trying to think of something creative and something different and something we haven't done yet and it's just when you're dealing with ice cream sean and it's a hot summer day you know hot town summer in the city you, you need some sort of I don't know. A, a chilled off drawer <laughs> for chapter four. Just, just, just don't look at the camera. Don't give me eye contact right now. I can't handle it. That was so bad. That was. I should have gone with bore or s'more. It was a snore. But. Uh, <laughs> I'm not proud of it. 
I loved it.